0: Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter, or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us, as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. boom well, and we're back. Still the same problem as last week. <laughs> haven't fixed the electricity problem, guys. So if you hear the generator in the background, I do apologize. Um... But yeah, just two too quick things. Um, yes, South Africa is still 100% safe to come out. Uh, we are going through um, a bit of a shitty time with the load shedding and stuff like that. But most of the lodges and the safari companies that you would work with, Uh, wouldn't by now have generators or solar powers uh, implemented into their camps and um, no there's no civil war or anything those are just a couple of questions that were asked on um, over the past two weeks when it came to um social media so i just wanted to get those out of the way um but yeah interesting topic this week we're talking about tipping now i did do one a couple of years ago On this on this very topic, Um, of course, things have changed dramatically (laughs) since then. Trump's out of office. Um, Our deteriorating um, investment and uh, state financial statement uh, status in South Africa is dropping, dwindling um against the us dollar so a lot has changed and the perception on the overall experience in south africa and your safari industry has also changed and we're going to move with the times Um, and those of you guys that didn't listen to that podcast a couple of years ago now is your chance to listen so if you are coming out on a safari the awkward question always gets asked and i don't know why but most of the time it gets asked to your professional hunter and i hate it i hate when the topic or when the Um, the question does get asked. I'd always try and avoid it as much as possible. Um, but I hate answering the question of what, what is the necessary tip, um, for certain individuals. And the reason why I hate it is because tipping is not a must. Uh, no one is entitled to have a tip. Um, and, that's the way you guys should feel um i know the americans it's been in their culture for some time now and they they are by far the best tippers out there um but along the lines of the europeans um, and south americans australians guys tipping across the board is always greatly appreciated Um, from ph to tracker to kitchen staff to service staff um, whoever it may be Um, just even your your shuttle transfer to and from the, uh, the outfitter tipping is has become a part of the culture in the industry and like i said it's not always an easy one to answer so that's why i decided well let me do another podcast about it so if the awkward question ever comes up uh, you guys can always just pass the link along and get your clients to listen to the podcast because hopefully this this really puts um puts a finger on exactly what everyone is looking for so to get into it, let's break it down. What is tipping? Well, tipping is a gratitude gift that you guys would leave, um, that the client would leave at the end of every safari. Um, this podcast will be typically broken down in two sections. This first section, I will be doing... It from a client's perspective and then in the very next podcast we'll be doing it as a professional hunter's perspective what what are the things that you would want to expect as a professional hunter how can you um, negotiate certain tips um, and likewise what do you do with your tips Do you exchange them straight away? Do you play the the stock markets with a little bit and wait until the the rand dollars at an all-time high and then change? So we'll get into that in the second part of the the podcast. Um, But this podcast is specifically for the clients that are coming out on Safari. It's a great way to avoid answering um, the awkward question to your PH or your outfitter. So if we break it down, tipping is broken down into... Uh, one two three four maybe five aspects so you've got your professional hunter tracker your lodge staff um, and in your lodge staff you've got your bar services your servicing staff the people that service your room as well as your kitchen staff um, <clears throat> and then your outsource so if you um, often there are situations where you won't be hunting on a, on, on the outfitter's property um, and you would be hunting on a, on another. A utilized facility um, there they will either send you with a tracker skinner um, or the landowner will, will join you on that on that hunt for the day um, normally it's a specialized species that you don't find within your your area for instance um, along I use the coastal areas for the bushback blue darker that sort of stuff um, and there like I said you've got the tracker and the owner that you'll need to consider when tipping these people um but guys you're just once again please understand that this is my perception on the whole thing and um also what i've picked up in um what, what i've picked up in the industry and just having basic discussions with my fellow pr- professional hunters you know so one thing we also need to realize and remember that if you guys are coming out on safari And you plan to utilize um, clothing, gear, um, accessories as as a tip valuation, that is always good to clear it up with your professional hunter right at the start um, of the hunt so or even before you guys come out so if there are any special requirements that he may need and you guys are offering to bring that out that is always a great way to start off a conversation and build a relationship and then likewise you guys can ultimately use that as a trading um, system which is wonderful i, I really do um, i'm in a i love the position i have put myself in where i like to um, you know bargain and smose our way around with uh, with some of the cool gear you guys get in the states you know we don't often get that uh likewise in europe there's some really cool hunting gear so yeah that, that's that's a discussion for another day um there's not a lot of phs that link to that um, so i'm purely going to stick for the majority um, of the people in the industry and let's start off with um with the one and only professional hunters that's myself um guys i've broken it down into three different sections so you'll see um i like uh, there was a very good friend of mine and i've learned so much from him incredible PhD, he really is richard bridger um, he always said to me he said when working with clients we always like to use sliding scales and the, and and it makes so much sense now because with a sliding scale you can at least um justify your experience and if you've had a good experience you're obviously going to give maximum if you had a really poor experience, well, you're either going to give them nothing and a moderate to excellent experience. You're always going to use the sliding scale between minimum and halfway. So that, that, that was such a cool thing. And, and when people ask me these questions is that I always refer back to that. And that, that's why I'm so privileged to have, have hunted with, with such individuals like Rich um where i've learned so much from and it just makes perfect sense you know and that's that's something that um experience has has come into play which which i am so forever grateful so um to kick it off the phing i've broken it down into three different segments so it's planes game specialties and dangerous game so to run through the three planes game is your run of the mall stuff you're coming out you're doing the kudu games back that sort of stuff um it's really your run of the mill animals. Um and I don't mean that in any disrespectful way, but I mean it's it's your planes game, your impalas springback, black vollibius, blue vulnerbius, um, those sort of things. Um and that's normally you know, um your your everyday animals that you get in. The specialities are, are your more conservative animals, your animals that you need to apply for permits for, like Bontebock, Blue darker. RB red darker um those sort of things and i put you yeah, in specialties i put tiny 10 especially if you're going after the tiny 10 package guys there's two things you need to remember with that number one get in contact with your professional hunter way before the time to make sure that those um, permits are in order now, my my personal experience about it is that some outfitters actually um, apply for the permit themselves Um, but the way i like to do it and then obviously through a ton of safaris is i like to personally apply for the permits knowing that myself my brand um, has got access to those permits Um, so whether i use them for this safari i can always use them for the next safari or the other outfitter another outfitter different outfitters so yeah just take that into consideration that you communicate that with your professional hunter he'll either direct you to the to the outfitter that has applied for those permits and and the reason why I've put specialties is because when you're incorporating that in they they're not going to charge you separate for the permits i I wouldn't think they would do that um, I find that a little bit unjust um but nine times out of 10 the ph or the outfit will cover the cost for that so just consider have that as a consideration and as well um on the specialties you'll be driving to other properties you'll be utilizing other services like for instance on the blue dark if you decide to do it with dogs you know um, bush pigs with dogs um that sort of stuff so you got to incorporate all that sort of stuff the planning that goes on behind that and then of course the big one dangerous game well that in alone says it's a dangerous activity um it's a dangerous thing it's life and death um ultimately when you're working with the big five or any dangerous game animals um you you always have that life and death situation especially in the past couple of years geez have we been having some encounters in south africa with buffalo and leopard and uh, just across the board i mean it's, it's crazy it really is um I just wish guys were a little bit more cautious when they're out in the field but it seems like um, that high adrenaline stuff is is getting the best of us so yeah so let's break it down on the sliding scales plays planes game pretty simple 100 to 150 dollars per day Um, when you're tipping your professional hunter there's so many variables that you can take into consideration Um, you don't know what the fuel situation is. Is he covering the fuel? Remember he's got a vehicle maintenance that he needs to look after. Um, and then as well, you know, just the run of the mill stuff that he gets to make it nice and cozy for you. For instance, myself, um, I've taken all my tips and I've reinvested into my I call it my office space, my vehicle. Um, I've got a nice little cooler in the center console. Um, that I keep my, my cool drinks nice and refreshed, and, you know, so take those things into consideration, is there, is there a constant supply of hydration, um, are there nice little snacks in the vehicle, I like to always pack snacks and take them with, um, um, sunblock, you know, those, those sort of things, like, like, take that into consideration when judging, um, a professional hunter, because he needs to take pride in his work, and he needs to look after you the best possible way, um, special specialities i mentioned some of the stuff before um you'll be going you're outsourcing these things so for instance um blue darker when you're going down to the coast you're hunting them with dogs you know you've got you got to consider that that planning behind it if you're hunting orbi it's the permits behind it likewise with the crocodile the book, there's always permits and there's that back and forth discussion um there's all that organizing so if all of that gets planned and strategically done and all else works into place well then you can work on a sliding scale between 150 dollars to 180 dollars a day and when i say that if you only if you're only coming out with a blue darker then consider the 150 dollars to 180 dollars a day for the day that you spent hunting that blue darker i don't mean use that for the whole safari if you're hunting a uh, plains game for the other safaris or well, then use the 100 to the 150 and this is why i structured it per day um because yeah, likewise, you gotta you gotta understand that if you don't get the blue darker the one day, you're gonna to have to sleep over, stay the next day. Um, so yeah, guys, those are the sort of things that you gotta factor in. And like I said, when when g- giving a gratitude, um, it's all about effort, and it's how much effort your professional hunter puts in and often when i do these talks at at young to young professional hunters especially at professional hunting schools um i always say to them i say guys listen your clients are always going to pay for experience so so base your professional hunting experience off on how your 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 gratitude you'll leave behind on that sliding scale you know you need you want to have a good experience it's no good them coming out there and you know treating your family like shit or, you know, really just not um, taking small attention to details. I'll never forget, and I've mentioned it so many times, but I absolutely loved it because it kind of brings you back down to earth. Um, especially as a professional hunter, we we as professional hunters often overlook the smaller things that actually matter to your first-time safari com- uh, comers. And likewise, even the, the most experienced African safari uh, hunters even them they picking up things that we see on a constant basis but they picking them up and utilizing it and and actually wanting to experience that a little bit more so um Sharon she was she was a lovely lady absolutely lovely um they came out and um she stopped me and she said your 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 whole vibe and everything is exactly what they wanted in Africa they experience But would I mind if she stopped me for the smaller things that matter? And I I kind of prided myself on that, on on taking in the smaller things. You know, I would always stop and show dung beetles and um, meerkats and all that sort of stuff. But there was a bird, a hoopoe, sitting in the tree. I think we just, I can't remember what we had just hunted. And she, you know, she stopped me instantly and she said, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Would you mind stopping so I can take a photo of that bird because I think it's so beautiful. And it is. It's an absolutely unique, magnificent bird. Um, and yeah, so th- th- those are the small things, you know, that, I, you know, as a client now, I can see that they take into consideration when it comes to the final day for gratitude. Um so yeah guys i hope that you know that kind of gives you a sort of ballpark figure on where you need to be um um yeah so moving along into your tracker situation so tracker pretty much based it on the exact same thing um planes game specialties dangerous game so likewise guys you know often the specialties well we'll get to that so planes game from 20 to 30 dollars per day Uh, also like i said gratitude all depends on how hard they're working often you get back to camp it's late at night they still got to skin these animals out get them into the salt um take time to go up there make sure that your animals are tagged correctly and salted correctly you know that that all adds into what you're going to pay your tracker at the end of the day and that is such a you know unique thing about gratitude because a tracker feels really um proud of himself that you've given him the maximum amount of of tipping for the days that he he worked for you because he had such a great unique attention to detail and i always tell my tracker that i always tell jeff that i always say listen bud you know really really just be precise in your work because it really shows at the end of it and he's done an incredible job at doing that specialties um remember although these animals probably Seventy percent of them are a lot smaller than your planes game. It's the skinning that takes a lot more time. I mean, skinning around those little lips, noses, ears—you know—it takes a lot, a lot longer to do. Um, yes, it's not going to utilize as much salt, but the time consumption on that is is crazy. So there, I've just put down as a flat base fifty dollars. <throat> you can work between fifty and sixty. But on dangerous game as well 40 to 60 they're not really encountering in your dangerous game approach Although they might come with you on the stalk to track down the buffalo and stuff um, but when it comes to a front line your ph needs to be standing there. So is the defensive shield. So those are the things you guys can consider. Those are the sliding scales. So for plains game, it's 20 to 30 dollars specialties 50 dollars um dangerous game 40 to 60 dollars. So, um yeah guys just remember the trackers they're often some of the the hardest working guys out there and they really deserve um acknowledgement and you know even just small stuff like um you know thanking them at the end of every day is it just goes such a long way or passing them uh, a soft drink um Or something like that you know it's just it's just those small gratifications that they take in and absorb and and really keep um them enthusiastic about their jobs Um, a lot of these guys are just as passionate as the professional hunters so um for them to to get noticed um in the hard work that they're putting in really really goes a long way so guys moving up um we get into your lodge staff now lodge staff will also be broken down into three categories. I normally say, um, <clears throat> for the large staff, you have to, there are a lot more nitty gritties and people that you have to consider. Some people have receptionists, um, and some people have various different other utilities for, um, for their large staff. So in a nutshell, <clears throat> Basically, what I, I like to do and like to say to people is base your lodge staff between twenty and thirty dollars a day. And how I broke it down was in just into the three services. Obviously, there will be more um depending on your situation or your outfitter. Um, but right now the basics that you would probably ninety-nine percent of the time see at the lodge that is your bar, bar services, your servicing of your room, and then your kitchen staff. So bar. The barman behind the, um, if the professional hunters aren't doing the bar duties, well then you you will have designated barman. Services, those are the people that are cleaning your room, uh, coming in, putting fresh towels, uh, that sort of stuff. Kitchen, of course, it's the food, some of its most important time of the safari. So I came to around figure between 20 and $30, um, bar staff, five to $10. Um, you have more interactions with them and you build bigger relationships with them. So five to $10 on that services, uh, $5 kitchen staff, $5. And then I've put your, uh, miscellaneous people that we, I haven't really mentioned. You can put another $5, five to $10 on that. So yeah, guys, that's basically it in a nutshell, um, in the, as far as the, The basic essentials the three main parts that you would be tipping and then like i mentioned right at the start of the podcast is the outsourcing so what i mean by this is obviously um like i mentioned and and i'm sure people that have come over um, time and time again are familiar with the fact that a lot of species you don't always hunt um, on the property of the outfitter um, or where the outfitter is based you sometimes hunt out and those are often, uh, specialized species or, um, species, like I said, that the outfitter doesn't have. So, um, for instance, in the sun coming up in August, we'll be spending quite a bit of time on another property where they have all the color variant in Um, and then we've got to take into consideration the tipping procedure there. So, like I said, the lodge staff, whatever, however many days we will spend down there, we will tip the lodge accordingly. <clears throat> however, um, I would like to just leave this with you guys. If you guys are going to be outsourcing a lot of the, well, if you guys are going to be hunting out, um, just take into consideration, take your tips with you. Um, understand that you'll be have you'll have to tip the tracker that side um he'll be tagging along he'll help you out you're going to be using his expertise of the property so just take that into consideration um or if the owner joins you so i've put in the two different ones uh, for the trackers between uh 20 and for the owner um or any one of his phs and normally about 80 to 100 is is um thought to be a, good, a pretty decent like i said guys you'll be utilizing their expertise on the property unless your professional hunter has hunted them multiple times before and it also is just nice to leave a courtesy gift to say thank you for a lot for affording us the opportunity to come onto your property and hunt your animals um he has a nice little token of gratitude of course they do get paid for that um however it is always just nice to have a sort some sort of appreciation towards that so yeah guys that's um keep those things in mind it's it's always it's always a must have and it's always a must need um to know when you're out in your next safari adventure there are so many other different aspects uh, whether you have a tour guide or somebody that's going to collect you at the airport um, I haven't even touched uh, on the guys that would be assisting you in um, whether it be Mr. X or African Sky um, on importation of, of, of your rifles. Uh, you know, you'll be tipping those guys. Um, if there is any sort of advice, the guys at the airport, uh, some people have had really good experiences from that. Some people haven't. I don't know what the tipping procedure is there. Um, if I had to give you guys any sort of advice, don't really. Uh, box with that uh, don't really touch there are some really cool companies and hit me up if you guys would like to find out more about them like african Scar. i deal a lot with them they're fantastic in assisting you to get through customs uh, with rifles um, as quickly as possible and and you know make sure that you get onto your connecting flight or take you back and accommodate you um, at their facility until your connection <coughs> is out so yeah, guys, that's that's basically the tipping podcast in, in a nutshell. And I hope I've I've managed to square off a couple of um, concerns or to, I've answered that awkward question that gets asked. Um, but in saying that, just remember um, gear and um, equipment and stuff like that is greatly appreciated, um, but it's not a monetary value. Uh, like my previous podcast where I, I kind of broke down the professional hunting costs and figures and stuff um you can see that that financially we need to clinch onto as much as we possibly can so any little bit helps um i'm 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 just preaching for everyone out there i'm sure everyone will have the same sort of feeling it is great to get some pretty cool gear um out from the states um and yeah that's why i said it's always a nice talking uh to start off any sort of conversation or, or build a relationship prior to your safari is getting in contact with your professional hunter and finding out does he need anything. Um, I know it's coming up shortly now. I need I need trail cams, uh, so you know I'm, I'm looking to do a deal with somebody like that. So yeah, th- those like I said, tipping is not a must. You don't have to, but if you feel that you've been well looked after. And you would like to show some sort of appreciation. Well, yeah, some sliding scales that I hope you guys would utilize. And make sure that you can use them to the best of your ability. So guys, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just I want to s- take this opportunity to thank each and every single one of you guys for uh, listening, downloading the podcast, sharing it across platforms. Because we have officially and are officially as of um i will get the actual link about it um the number one hunting podcast in africa which is pretty cool and um, i'm looking forward to really sharing um, my knowledge with you guys going forward so those guys that have supported this podcast thank you so much it's it's so it really is greatly appreciated and um i look i look forward to meeting some of you guys in the future or asking or answering any questions that you guys may have and um yeah we'll be definitely doing this again next week um, once again a big shout out to everybody that's backed me and supported me um, big shout out to scully's splitting image maxis um, mph toolbox and from our side that is about it so guys if you are happy hunting until then stay safe stay blessed stay humble we'll catch up with you guys soon cheers for now the journal is brought to you by treason don't just blend become Splitting image taxidermy. Worth remembering. Max's Tires. Covering PHs over any terrain. Magnum Archery. Scullies. The little things are what makes life wonderful. Vanandi Blends. Changing the game. FFS Outdoor. Versatile gear for any situation. PH Toolbox. Helping you make your own adventure.